Hello and welcome along to a podcast. Didn't get around to making many this week. It's been a busy week and even worse. Well, worse for me, good for you, I suppose, is that I'm off on holiday next week, so no podcasts on this little channel till I return. However, you can still see the comedy stuff that we do on Comic Solving Problems on YouTube. Just search for Comic Solving Problems. There's loads of stuff on there, apart from one video was taken down this week because it breached some rules. Whoops. Uh, there's also, if you feel particularly inclined, you could watch Complaints Welcome on Channel 4 from Thursday. It's on all four or whatever it's called these days because there's like a 20 second bit of me in it and that's pretty much it other than that there's not a lot of steve to get so you've come to the right place thank you for downloading the podcast let's see what we get up to enjoy time 107.5 you're not going to believe this but i've actually eaten donuts earlier today so I, I could do the joke. I'm valid to do the joke, the Bob Marley joke. I mean, that's unbelievable. What are the odds? That's like me actually being a pianist who is six inches tall. Or actually going into a pub with an ostrich and a cat that refuses to pay for any of the rounds. Or, trying to think of other old jokes, or if I was two nuns on a tandem going down a cobbled street any of those jokes what are the odds that i'd actually be living the punchline to a classic gag front page today of one of the papers uh, boris johnson had to be told three times before he finally followed rules and wore a mask in a hospital and i don't know if you saw the picture of it it was trending on social media a couple of days ago of him walking through a hospital without wearing a mask not just no mask mouth was open as well could have been just unfortunate timing of the picture or maybe that's the total op. Maybe he was really trying to not wear a mask. Walk around mouth open. Like he was trying to catch krill. You know, that kind of... But yeah, apparently, um, he was accused of disregard for the NHS, uh, according to someone who's from some protest group. Yeah, he was had to be asked three times before wearing a mask, which could explain uh, the number of children. We don't know. More on that story later. Pub. So far, we know that I wasn't in a pub with an ostrich and a cat that won't buy pints with a horse that's relatively miserable about the situation and a, and a bear who just can't get to the point whilst ordering a pint also thank you very much dave who gets in touch and says did i notice a uh, a frayed piece of string in there that one that one we can broadcast can't we the the tatty old piece of string that goes into the bar and the, oh, which way around does it go? He orders a pint or something, the barman says, are you, a, are you a tatty old piece of string? And he goes, no, I'm afraid not. That one we can get away with. We can broadcast that one. Like, we could also, on the way into the pub, if I would have seen a chemist that had a rabbit in there that said, do you have any carrots? I could have walked past that and known how that story ends. That's broadcastable. That's the one where the pharmacist says, we're pharmacy. We don't... I'm gonna sell carrots, you idiot. Get out, get out, get out of it. Get out of me, rabbit. Speaking rabbit, come around here. And then the next day, which I wouldn't have been there for unless I'm really a person of routine, the rabbit goes back in and says, have you got any carrots? And the chemist is like, oh, studied for this and I've got to deal with this talking rabbit. No, we do drugs and stuff. We don't have any carrots. Jog on me. Third day, the rabbit turns up. Have you got any carrots? Oh. We're a pharmacy, you idiot. I, mean, I know it's good that you can speak and you're a rabbit. Still, you're an absolute cretin. We don't sell carrots. If you come in here and ask for that again, I'm going to nail your big ears to that wall. Next day, the rabbit comes in and says, have you got any nails? He goes, no. He says, in that case, you got any carrots? 
That is a broadcastable joke. We can add that to the list. In the news today, a dog has caught COVID. Aww. And become the UK's first official canine case. Health officials believe the pet, who is recovering at home, caught the virus from its owner. The... Oh, you got to feel sorry for this, though. Look, and the good news is I've read the story, and it turns out that dogs tend to not um, get it too badly. Mild symptoms, hopefully the dog will recover. And you feel sorry for the dog, because the dog might now have to wear a mask. And if this is the only time when someone can actually say, I'm not wearing that muzzle, and it actually be a muzzle. To remember, look, wear a mask, don't wear a mask these days. But when it all started, and people thought a good argument against it was, I'm not wearing a muzzle. Oh, you... You've misunderstood the difference between a mask and a muzzle, haven't you? Because a mask covers your face. And a muzzle stops you biting people. And if that's what you need, you probably should wear one. The rest of us, were just covering our faces, but if without it, you're going to go and bite people, you probably, yeah, just back off, really. At least, at least stay two metres away, because from there you can't get a good chunk. Just checking on if I am living through the punchline of a classic joke that we all know, or if that's ever happened to you. Stuart in Collier Row says, I was in the cafe the other day and had a bowl of Oasis soup. Mmm, was it nice? Did you have it, what, just on its own? or You might need something to absorb it. You know what I mean? You need something to go with soup like that, don't you? You need uh, some sort of breaded good. Okay, we've got that one. Tick. Darren Griffith... Darren says, hey Steve, Uh, well I once crossed the road with a chicken attached to me. Hang on, can't do that one. Yeah, we'll get rid of that one for a while. He says, I did actually know a guy who had recovered from being a werewolf, so that should count. How's he doing? I mean, I guess he once was a werewolf, but how is he in a more immediate time frame? Uh, He says, I also played darts once with a nun doing the scoring. And the last dart bounced off and hit her in the head after scoring 80. Did she? I got a feeling she didn't make it, did she? I could. I think it might have turned out really bad for her. Um, that's a classic joke, isn't it? That is a, that's a beautiful one, because really, it's one of those where you end up getting invited onto things to do discussions about whether humour has to be offensive. A number of times I get booked in for that pointless chat. And I often go to the two fish in a tank joke about how you can do a joke without there being a victim of the joke. Two fish in a tank. One says to the other one, do you know how to drive this thing? That joke is a good example of how humour doesn't necessarily have to upset people, although it's 2021. You do that joke these days, you'll get a letter going, uh, Dear Ofcom, my great-father once, great-grandfather once drove a tank and it's triggering for me. You know, that kind of thing. You drown whilst trying to drive a Sherman tank. The, but that's a great example of how it's not an offensive joke, but it is about a dead nun. <gasps> of living the punchline of jokes smudger says well just been for my 20 yearly checkup at the dentist he was making some strange noises ooing and ahhing and then he just looked at me and said uh, and i said so is it good news or bad news tell me the tooth that's joke one in there Uh, i can take it he said well smudger you have the best teeth of a man of your age Uh, so what's the bad news i said he said well it's your gums they've got to come out um, that's brilliant. Now we're getting into Tommy Cooper stuff. Ha! Oh, I went to the doctors the other day. I said, I just want to do this. He said, well, don't do it. Um, more of those on the way in the next hour. 
the actually we should oh okay i'm going to get a list of tommy cooper jokes and groucho marx jokes you get to work out which one two great one-liner comedians in a new quiz i'm calling using other people's material that will happen in the next hour plus music by marvin gay to play for us some james blunt in there by the way smudger when was your doctor's appointment was it about half two probably was did you watch that thing on channel four last night the old uh, complaints welcomed on it for all of about 20 seconds and that'll do for me get paid for it technically fame sure. but it does mean that um, last night after i watched that i was watching some news all this cop 26 stuff man are you, are you feeling positive about the future of having a future i know there's been a lot of talk about the discussions and trying to get stuff done before the deadline because it ends soon it's been an interesting time hasn't it talking about all this saving the planet lark one thing that perturbed me and we heard it in the news with sam and i'll play you a little clip of something that someone said about it which has left me very concerned about the future of this planet play the clip john ashton the uk's former climate change envoy says it would still represent progress now it's amazing that it's taken us 30 years to um be able to put uh fossil fuels explicitly into the text all of these world leaders went to Glasgow and have debated for nearly two weeks. And at the end of it, they write a text. I know we're trying to save planets and not, like, use paper, but at least an email. Well, hang on, just let me, just let me WhatsApp that. Oh, yeah. Uh, try and cut down fewer trees, lols. What the... What an absolute waste of money. Here's what bothers me about it. Everyone was saying, why are they all flying to Glasgow to do it? You don't need to do it face-to-face. And they were, oh, no, we need to do it face-to-face. Not if you're only sending a text, you don't. What, do these people not have roaming? Honestly, someone here is an idiot, and I'm not sure who. There's a story which I thought maybe we might want to discuss of a shopper who says she was humiliated. I just need to sit down differently. There we go, more comfortable. Uh, An Asda shopper humiliated after the staff told her she was walking around basically naked. This lady took to Twitter uh, to post footage of a supermarket worker telling her that her sweatpants and hoodies contravened the shop's policy. Now, that's firstly very long way from being naked. Very much getting that wrong. The Friday night, if ever I do a gig and then come back uh, on the train and walk through town, them's closer to with the people you see on Friday night are way closer to being in the neighborhood than um, people you see walking around shops. And I always find that quite entertaining, especially this time of year, when a, a Friday can be mild-ish in the day, and then I go in and do a gig, and I come back, and it is cold. Man, it's cold. You can see your breath and everything. And you walk through town, and people are still wearing exactly what they'd wear in uh, on a summer night. Lovely. Very entertaining. The fact that some of them are achieving various colours of reds and blues with their flesh that you wouldn't want. I mean, that yeah, brings a smile to your face. But this woman says she was uh, subjected to uh, disgusting behaviour when a member of staff said that she shouldn't be there. Now, let's ignore the basically naked side of it. I do think we need to have a debate about what you wear when you go shopping. Because whenever... I've, I've been to some supermarkets and you see people who are... It's not like they've just got out of bed. That's basically pyjamas. And I've never tried it myself. I've never gone shopping in my pyjamas. How we got in my pyjamas, I don't know. There's a Groucho Marx line. One morning I shot an elephant in my pyjamas. Um, but I'm tempted. I mean, I, I just sleep in boxer shorts, so, you know, I definitely get in the papers. But I don't know. Do you, do you see things when you're shopping? Various outfits where you just think to yourself, 
Nah. Nah. But then why are we living in a world where you've got to dress up fancy to go to Asda's? It seems like they're asking a bit there, aren't they? They've not had a look at themselves. I mean, the flip side of this would be, you know, if, you, if that's where you work, do you think you've got the best outfit going on? I quite like the, the blacks and the greens of, um, of Asda. I did once have a, an issue where I was walking around the Sainsbury's and there's a woman in a purple fleece type thing. And I asked her where, I can't remember what the product was now, but let's say it was where the cereals were. And she didn't work there. She was just really unfortunately walking around Sainsbury's wearing a pur purple fleece. So you do have to be careful with that, don't you? It's like rocking up to an EasyJet flight wearing orange. You're going to be doing a lot of lifting. It's your own stupid fault. Smudger says, I've seen some incredible sights while shopping abroad in the supermarket uh, that would make you need therapy. Already do. Uh, for instance, men of the rather rotund shape that only wear skimpy budgie smugglers. Oh, poor budgies. Uh, that really need to <laughs> really need to wear a bra. Well, I suppose you get more budgies in there, don't you? Um, and seem to think that they look like God's gift. I, I tend to avert my eyes when you... But I know what you mean when you're on a holiday. And I t in general, yeah, you shouldn't wear the same outfit that you could wear in the sea in anywhere else. Is that a good rule for life? I think we've got a good rule for life there. Uh, Paula says, Steve, you see blokes wearing sliders but with white socks. What a state. Apparently that's quite the new trendy thing. The young, the young people, the Generation Zedders, they wear these sliders, which are effectively flip-flop type things, and they the sandals, if you will, and they wear them with white socks. Which means, if we don't manage to do anything good from COP26, if the planet is doomed, I feel less bad about it because, well, that's what the next generation does. They wear socks and sandals. Yeah. Brought it on themselves, really, didn't they? To the phones. Hello. Hello, it's Rachel. Hello there. You know, you're not allowed. To, you're not allowed to go in Tesco's without a shirt on. Have not you? Have you tried very often? And when are you trying again? Is the more important question. <laughs> Imagine being on CCTV. Yeah, look at this woman now. It's, it's a rule, apparently. Is it? Yeah. I totally agree. I don't know why it bothers me so much, but I don't want other people's torsos near my purchases. No, I mean when you go when you go on holiday, like you'd, you'd see people wandering around the shops, like you, just, you see blokes in just their speedos and flip flops, like wandering around the shops. Like no one wants to see that, do they? While you're shopping. Yeah. I mean, imagine that you're going in. You're going into a supermarket to buy some uh, cling filmed, um, <laughs> uncooked chicken, and then you see someone's <laughs> buttock hanging out of a speedo. You'd you go vegetarian. Just change your mind, wouldn't you? <laughs> the same token, though, I've seen women go up to a bar, like a beach bar, topless. I just think, why? What? What? No. Hmm. Again, where, where where was this, and when's the next time you're going? <laughs> Aaron in Hawley who says good afternoon Steve now all I think uh, all of this talk about climate change has got me thinking we should be playing our part and I've decided that I'm going to grow a beard and cut down on energy what are you going to do to cut down on emissions and then he requests a bit of Duran Duran well for a start what you should have done let's have a little look what we've just played Duran Duran and Ordinary World is 4 minutes 35 seconds if you'd have picked a shorter song that would have been less energy and electricity spent because I guess a lot of the electricity here is produced using uh, fossil fuels so shorter songs better for the environment but oddly louder songs would mean that you probably turn down your radio a bit save some electricity that way so I will be playing loud songs so that people turn down their actual stereos and therefore save the carbon Greta you're welcome 
Yeah, we'll take some more of these. What are you going to do then to change your ways? How does growing a beard help the environment, by the way? I suppose because you're not sloughing off pieces of the like the edge of a razor blade, which eventually is using resources. No, carry on. Stay unshaved. Um, are there anything that you're doing to save the planet? Any areas you're not shaving? You can let me know. Email on air at time1075.net or text 8532. Oh, just thinking. What's the most impactful on the planet? Is it a call? Is it a text? Email. I imagine an email is probably the lightest in terms of that, but there's the server space. Or maybe just think it, and I'll try and see if I can pick up on it. For a while now, we've been doing our regular feature. Shortage of the day. Because there's lots of shortages, and we've been doing them of the day. Some of them have included Weetabix and daffodils and vinyl and weird things like that. In today's shortage of the day, play the jingle. Shortage of the day. Frozen turkeys and sparkling water are among products being hit by shortages, according to today's newspaper, while milk, ibuprofen and fresh fruit supplies are also low. Well, let's go through some of these, shall we? Fresh fruit supplies. Somehow I'm coping. That's weird, isn't it? It's almost as if it's not impacted the number, the percentage of my five a day that I've been hitting. So, yeah, I cope. I'm a little bit worried about this ibuprofen thing. Because, you know, I don't want to have a, have a headache or anything. I fear pain, obviously. Also, there was a, a report about the birth rate in the West. Well, if people can't get rid of their headaches, that's not going to help. Also, on the milk side of it, genuinely, I was in a shop. I was in a big supermarket. And... Though someone had dropped one of the two pinters on the floor. And I didn't realise there was a milk shortage. So now I guess there is a reason to cry over it. Uh, frozen turkeys, we've, I'm sure we've covered that one as well. But I'm concerned about this sparkling water. Because I don't have much going on in my life that one would call joyful. So having sparkling water is one of my little treats. And just to do the clangy name drop, I was once told off for drinking sparkling water by Charlene Spateri. When I worked down in the Southwest on a breakfast show, I inter- interviewed her and she said, Is that right, by the way? Hello! I can only do Billy Connolly. Hello! Hey, what's that? Are you drinking sparkling water? Oh, no! And she she said, the holes where the fizz is, that's, this is honestly what she said, you shouldn't drink that, that's where your gallstones come from. The hole where the fizzes turns into a little rock. Ah, so you should be aware. I was being aware of the fizzy water, by the way. Um, but here's what bothers me. I, you know, I don't have much in life that's joyful, but having a little fizz in my water certainly makes it nice. And we might be having a shortage of it. So what can I do instead? Well, looking at it, normally I'd get some soluble aspirin, drop that in some plain water. But we've got shortages of the painkillers. Oh, you can't win. Shortage of the day. Is that eight? Afternoon, Steve, says Ted in Elm Park. Says, my uncle used to say, Perrier water. The French have broken wind in that. Is that, what he, is that how they think they carbonate it? I, I can tell you what he's done there. He's got confused with Perrier and Derrier. Um, solved another one. What do you wear to supermarkets? Ted in Elm Park says, Supermarkets, I did get inside a door once. And then the security pointed at a sign that said no flip-flops. I just walked away. I bet you did. But I bet you did in a really silly fashion. Just...
There's your podcast done for another one then. So I'm off on holiday next week. Please don't come around where I live and nick my things, and I shall return. We'll do more podcasts when I get back. Subscribe on social media. Say hi on social media, whatever the things are. Follow me and get subscribed for more podcasts. And until then, oh, smash the like button. We don't actually have one, I guess, wherever you found this, but if you come across one, just smash it, because it is reducing society to its basest instincts. But other than that, get ready to, for our return. We'll see you then. Till next time. Bye.